you can't be effective with just metrics and data. You have to have the subject matter expertise. You have to have the insights and the experts to help craft that roadmap, that tie back to that North Star I was talking about before to really get you to the path of that goal and get you there in a timely manner. Welcome to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast featuring conversations with leaders of the energy transition hosted by Smart Energy Decisions' own Deborah Channel. In each episode of Smart Energy Voices, Deborah digs deep with industry movers and shakers to reveal insights you can learn from in their stories, personalities, and visions for the future. All right, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. I'm Deborah Channel from Smart Energy Decisions, and welcome back to Smart Energy Voices. And I want to extend a special welcome today to those who are new to our podcast. I invite you to listen to our entire library of conversations with industry leaders, and we've created them to help you make smart energy decisions. Today's episode, made in partnership with TRAIN, is called The Value of a Holistic Approach to Decarbonizing Your Building Infrastructure. And I'm really happy to welcome Becky Wacker. She's Director of Energy Services Sales for Train Commercial Americas. And there are so many challenges today and shifts in thinking and different opportunities that are facing the commercial building operators today, especially as they're trying to wrap their heads around decarbonization, which has so many pieces to it. So I'm glad we have Becky here with us to walk through some of the challenges and the solutions. And Becky is very well positioned to talk to us today. She leads the acquisition and implementation of complex facility programs and projects for train. And she has 15 years of experience in helping customers to leverage their buildings to meet their better organizational goals with a particular passion, I must say, for decarbonization and efficiency. So with all that, let me welcome Becky Wacker to our podcast today. Thank you, Deborah. I'm so pleased to be here. Great. All right. So let's start. Tell us about Train, about the company and its mission. Yeah. Train, uh, you know, it's a, a business that often folks think about our commercial residential HVAC. And what's somewhat lesser known is there's a lot of pieces to our business. And one of them is being a leading energy services provider. We help our customers think about how to make their businesses more efficient, how to tie to their organizational goals, and also how to become more climate friendly. Okay, so we have the big picture of train. Let's talk a little bit more about your focus in particular. Yeah, you know, my focus with my team, I'm really excited about it. And, and it's helping our clients think about their facilities more holistically to help them create a plan to balance efficiency improvements, emissions reduction, on-site power generation, and tying it all together to meet their decarbonization goals, as well as looking at resiliency of their, their operations and their facilities and the ever-critical financial targets within the commercial space. We offer localized expertise. We have folks located all across North America with a focus on the local market being well integrated into that ecosystem. But we also have highly resourced global brand to support all of those local teams to bring that vast expertise across not only the U.S., North America, but global innovation as well. My particular focus is within the commercial buildings, as you mentioned, which ranges from office buildings to data centers, hospital schools, and, and just about everything in between. Okay, so focusing a little bit on buildings and commercial space, one of your areas, so many changes, so many things to think about. What's the biggest change that you've seen recently in this space? Yeah, you know, the biggest change that we're seeing right now is a shift in thought process 
for my entire career and, and likely the career of all of our listeners, the focus has been on energy efficiency and using less, using less to pay less in really a simple way to put it. The shift now in, in moving towards decarbonization, it really changes the math and it makes it more complicated. And so it brings in a lot of different components that we haven't had to think about as an industry in the past. And so we're really all adjusting to that. We're all working together to understand it and make the best financial and business decisions while thinking about those targets. And that's why we're finding that having a single source provider and that holistic approach is so important right now. Okay, so holistic approach. Let's dig deeper into that. How should our listeners and our operators out there, how should they be thinking about this? Yeah, holistic approach. Sometimes I laugh while I use that word because it can be a bit of a buzzword. So it's a great question to break it down. In, and what does that really mean? It breaks down into two components. The first is really there is so much data out there about our businesses, our operations, our facilities, um, how we're leveraging it. But really taking all of that data, turning it into information is very critical. But even with just information, it's hard to make great decisions without insights. So when thinking about a holistic approach, it's really taking that path from data to insights as well as then bringing in that expertise and execution to think about the broader plan. So there are many different components that come to making our facilities more climate friendly and thinking about decarbonization as a target. How do we tie it all together and think about the different layers, the different levers that we can pull, the different impacts that we can make while keeping our business goals intact? So one of those levers that people, it's a real go-to is the renewables, you know, and everything. All right, we've got to go. We've got to get renewables in here. But there is a specific role there. And there's, it's important to think about sequencing in terms of this holistic approach. So uh, tell us your thinking on that. Yeah, renewables are often the first lever that folks think about. And they're very uh, approachable. You can see them, <laughs> which makes it an easy thing to think about. But really, they're there's danger in going to the renewable lever first. And the reason I say that is when you're looking at decarbonization as an overall target, about 30 to 40% of your emissions reductions that we're finding our customers are able to make comes from using less. So thinking about energy efficiency, thinking about using less fossil fuels to burn to create the heat, moving towards the electrification of heat, and then also what types of refrigerants you're using. And so, you know, the most efficient or cost-effective emission reduction is one you don't use versus one you need to go produce with a renewable resource. So when we work with our customers, the thing that we always coach them on is think about how you can use less. Think about how you can use more electricity that is moving away from fossil fuels. Think about the refrigeration that you're using. Understand your assets that you have in place today and where they're at in their life cycle and make that path to get to that, those reduction targets and with that information, now you can right-size your renewables. You can better understand what types of renewables you want to leverage, how much you need to use. Do you have the space? Are you going to go behind the meter, in front of the meter, et cetera? There becomes a lot of decisions to be made there, but those decisions are best made after you've tackled some of those other challenges first. Right. Energy efficiency isn't the sexiest thing on the menu, but it really is the best first step. And it's set, it puts you on the right path for what comes next. So thank you for that roundup. I like that a lot. So let's talk about this path or journey. What does that look like? The first step in the path is really defining the North Star. And I talk about that a lot. But within your organization, you need to understand why you're doing the project. 
what's most important to achieve. And the customers that I see struggle with this are the ones that really haven't let the concrete dry on that goal, if you will. They haven't put metrics behind it. And the reason is a lot of decisions come into play when you're thinking about all these different levers and all these different ways you can hit your target. And the less you have that North Star to point back to, the more complexity and questioning comes into each one of those decisions. So the more you can spend the time up front to get everybody aligned, to get that North Star defined to point at, the much more streamlined all of those decisions can be made as you go through your project or your initiative. Of course, when you said the word metrics and data, just remind people I am the research person at Smart Energy Decisions. So that is a key for me. And it's so important having that data, knowing what to do with it. Talk a bit about that. What does Train offer and what's their point of view in that area? Yes, we could talk for quite some time, Deborah, about our love of numbers and data. But, you know, it also harkens back to the management mantra of you can't, you know, the fundamental, you can't improve what you can't measure. And that comes with our buildings as well. And so there's many tools that we use at Train around energy mapping, something we call our intelligence services platform, which is really understanding, you know, going from that path of data to information to insights and how we're using energy and what that usage looks like so we can make those great decisions and we can have a streamlined path. We can use some of those other buzzwords like artificial intelligence to help us make great decisions and make them quickly. Without those metrics and that data, you can't streamline those decisions and you can't hit those targets in the timeline that we're all looking for. And that's a a big differentiation in our space is, is for train, you need to layer in that data and that information, those insights, but also have subject matter expertise to drive through the execution of that process. And that's why we leverage so many experts across the country, as well as having our global footprint is... You can't be effective with just metrics and data. You have to have the subject matter expertise. You have to have the insights and the experts to help craft that roadmap, that tie back to that North Star I was talking about before, to really get you to the path of that goal and get you there in a timely manner. Right. Numbers on a spreadsheet don't mean much until you can analyze and add color and bring it into the real world. So that makes a lot of sense. So with your expertise in your interaction with your clients, you know, what do you think the biggest pain point is facing energy customers today? I know that's broad, but what is the biggest problem they're facing? It is a broad question. You know, if I was going to lay an umbrella over it, a broad umbrella of pain points, I would say that biggest challenge really is organizational alignment, which oftentimes can become organizational drag, which is part of that single source benefit is helping streamline those, those decisions Because the more pieces and the more partners, the more complicated it becomes. So let me step into that just a little bit deeper. You know, when we think about decarbonization, it's often a goal set by the high-level leadership, so call it the C-suite or or someone in a very high-level role. But then those goals need to filter down into the organization. And they can start to mean different things to different people as it moves through the space. And many of those folks have been making decisions differently. Without an eye to decarbonization, often energy efficiency is based off of, as we touched on earlier, using less to pay less. And so we've been doing that math around a return on investment, that sort of thing, in a very straightforward manner. So when you move into decarbonization, some of those metrics that you use change, and some of that math changes. So making sure that you have an alignment from the top to the bottom and how those decisions are going to be made and how we're going to best target those, that becomes really important. 
And especially, you know, I mean, I was going to say in a big company, but in all size companies, different departments have different priorities. And this might not be necessarily at the top of their list, but it's really important to get that buy-in, not from leadership and company-wide. So how do you advise your clients to do that? Well, one of the things that we really look at is being able to communicate at all levels within an organization to understand those whiffums, the what's in it for me aspect of that, and thinking through how decisions have been made traditionally within that organization. So there's you know, an aspect of stakeholder mapping, understanding you know, from a multi-phase project in large organizations, how were decisions made in the past? How do we want to make them now in, in the current state and in the future? And how do you share the right information so that you're communicating it well? And ensuring that as decisions are made, we all have organizations where some folks are better at asking for dollars or requesting projects than others. And that doesn't always mean that it's the right thing for the organization, especially in this new time and this new environment of focusing on decarbonization, which has slightly different math and approach to it. So really driving that messaging through all of the different stakeholders, sharing the right with them, and tying it back to business and organizational goals are really, really key. I have to admit, I just wrote down WIFM. I had never heard that before, and that might just be my t-shirt from now on. I love it. But it's true. It's hard. Everybody, it's almost like they're speaking different languages in different departments. So getting everybody on the same page to make these decisions really is key. All right. We had a little laugh with WIFM. Now we're going to turn to something that might sound a little dry, but it's really important. And that is regulations and local laws. So important for building management and uh, meeting these goals. So let's talk about that what levels they exist on and how to deal with them. Yes, the regulations. Often as I think about decarbonization, there's three legs to the stool. The first one we've been talking about a lot, which is organizational goals. And then there's the regulations and then there's the incentives. So you've got a carrot and a stick that make the other two legs of the goal of the stool. And, you know, so as you think about regulations in local laws, there's certainly federal regulations. You know, there's some challenges and regulations put in place but it really is filtering down more and more into the state and local issues that folks are like, are wrestling with. You know, there's things like building performance standards. There's local codes. There's local laws being enacted. There's many on the books and many, you know, moving through legislation. And so really, that's why having that local presence that TRAIN maintains with the global expertise is an area where that single source is very important being a, a phone call away, having folks that sit in that local space, whether it's a, a state or a city, to really truly understand what is important, how you navigate it, how you make the right decisions, and how you make sure that the decision today also ties into what may be coming down the legislation body or a, a local regulation that's coming into place. So that's really key. And also the other piece is the reporting standards. Certainly within regulations, there's the what is it, and then there's the how do you prove that you're you're working within it. And so for decarbonization, we're seeing a big change. Typically, our measurement and validation on projects has been tied to those energy savings purely. Now moving into decarbonization and understanding the local regulations and, and the state regulations, there's a reporting aspect. And so certainly we're not carbon accountants and we don't do that work for our customers, but we do need to understand the data that feeds into that. And that's a part that we're ensuring that we have and we're moving with our customers to understand how are they reporting it internally and, and externally so we can provide those pieces of data and that we're, we're looking at our projects from that lens as well. Again, another area where it's a piece of the puzzle that has to fit into the bigger goal and the bigger action. So that makes a lot of sense. All right. So moving on to another fun topic, funding. 
what do energy customers need to know about funding these projects and initiatives? Yeah, the leg of the stool everybody loves, which is the money aspect. There's two aspects to funding, right? One is where can we go get additional funds? And there's a lot of funds out there right now. You know, we've all heard of some of the federal initiatives around IRA and so on that are offering up a a lot of expanded incentives. So there's a lot of opportunity to work on some projects and bring projects into the space because of these funding aspects. There's certainly also local utility programs and grants and so on. So there's a lot of great opportunities to go find dollars to help fund your project. And on top of that, there's a lot of different ways to pay for these projects. So, you know, the two pieces, how can I go find money and how am I going to pay for this? So working with a collaborator like Train, you're really understanding your organizational goals. And this is where the business aspect comes in is, do you want to pay for this out of your capital expense budget? Do you want to look at your operational budget? How do you want to mix that? What are the different possibilities for how you can pay for this? You know, things like utilizing third-party owned assets. There's a lot of opportunities and options out there. So thinking through that holistic program that I've said many times here is really part of that is addressing the funding and financing. It's part of that math that needs to be accounted for as we look at how the asset or the facility is operating today, where you want to go with your solutions and how you can pay for it. It's another piece of the puzzle, as you said, Deborah. And a piece of the puzzle that upper management will be very interested in hearing. So it's something that people need to understand. And there's so many options available. So, okay, that is good information. Thank you. And really, we're just almost done. But I want to get some of your final thoughts. And again, Train's expertise feeds into so many different areas. What's the takeaway for energy customers listening today? What do they need to know or to start thinking about as they move forward? Yeah, you know, the big takeaway that I think customers should take is this is complex and it's complicated and hitting your decarbonization goals aren't as simple as just stating them. There's a lot of work and a lot of decisions that need to go into it. And if you take a disaggregated approach to it, that brings in more and more complexity and more and more decisions that need to be made. And so it really limits your options. So customers should really be thinking, how can I go find someone to help simplify this? How can I find a company that can help streamline the decisions from understanding what my goals are to how I communicate it through my organization, how I pull all of those pieces together from energy efficiency to electrification of heat, to regulations, to funding, to financing, to incentives, and then help us make those great decisions in a timely manner. Because all of these goals that we're seeing from a decarbonization standpoint, they are time-bound. And we are on a path to hit that within a a set period of time. So the more you can streamline it and the more you can make those decisions tie that North Star of your goal, the better off you're going to be. And so working with a single source collaborator that brings great subject matter domain and expertise as well as local insights is absolutely critical as you're thinking about how you can meet these targets. Right. Yeah, people put dates on goals and then all of a sudden you turn around and that date is here. (laughs) So it really does take a lot of planning, a lot of pieces to the puzzle, as you've said. Becky, I want to thank you. You've given us all a lot to think about today. So thanks for sharing your time and your expertise. And thanks to the team at Train for helping us put this together today. Great talk, lots of information. And uh, to our listeners out there, thanks again for engaging with the content and for being part of the Smart Energy Decisions community. We really appreciate it. And again, if you've enjoyed the episode, subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes, of course, and tell your colleagues and peers about it. And to learn how you can become part of our next event or 
podcasts or our content, you can visit our website, smartenergydecisions.com. We're always excited about sharing these conversations with the leaders of the energy transition in this podcast, as we just did with Becky. That's so much great information to share. And we've got more information on our websites and at our events. And it's all in the interest of helping you make those smart energy decisions. Thanks for listening to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast. Digest the insights from today's episode and take action on the ideas that have inspired you. Join us every Friday for conversations with smart energy leaders. We also invite you to check out another SED podcast, Beyond the Meter. Each episode of Beyond the Meter features innovative energy projects and initiatives by large electric power users. To keep up to date with trends and happenings in the energy transition, visit smartenergydecisions.com to register for our daily newsletter and become part of the Smart Energy Decisions community.